0: Welcome to the Batman-tasticast, celebrating the 30th anniversary of the greatest animated television series of all time, Gargoyles, no, Batman the (laughs) Animated Series. Our podcast offers a deep dive into each episode and a full series retrospective from two nerds this week, three nerds who really like Batman. Sitting across the table from me, I have as ever my co-host, he is a gymnast made out of clay. That's right, an Adobe Acrobat. Mike Staub.
1: You're welcome. You can have that one.
0: That's okay. great. That's <laughs> oh, just uh,
1: I'll tell you this right now. I can't afford Adobe Acrobat, so it's nice no, to who be Who can? Who can? I don't know anymore. I don't know anymore. But And across the table from me, um, I don't know, Mr. Sandman, not really, Mr. Clayface, Mr. Jordan Hugh.
2: I like
0: it. I yeah. I wanted more of the song. Yeah.
1: Was there more? Mr. Sandman? No, I don't have anything. You should
2: record it and put it on the Patreon.
1: I will. That'll be on
0: the Patreon. Patreon exclusive. I'll write it. You are hearing a third voice. It is the same third voice that you heard last week when you listened to Clayface Part 1. If you didn't listen to Clayface Part 1, you're stupid. Go back and listen <laughs> to that first. Who would just listen to Part 2? Yeah, because you need you to hear this silly, man talk more. Silly person. This, of course, is Evan Ellen, our special guest. The Horror Master returns once again for part two of Clayface.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I got to ask this question. Why did we wait like six weeks in between to record this? <laughs> Why didn't we wait like take a five minute break between episodes? <laughs> we were just really busy. Yeah, okay. I mean, it was the holidays. It was the holidays. Dude. Uh, I had to make cookies. Uh, all right. To... That makes sense. You yeah. Know,
0: things just happen. I get you know? it. It's but I'm so holidays. glad we, we all flew back to the same spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's nice to record again. It's yes. Nice. Me
3: too. It's nice that we were able to do Very that. happy to be back.
1: Very happy to have you here um, in very scenic wherever we're at, Gotham City.
0: All right, yes, we are back this week talking about Feet of Clay Part 2. Last week, I think we did a, a hell of a job Yeah. talking about Feet of Clay Part Crazy 1. Crazy
1: that that was just six months ago. Yeah, I know, so, so wild.
2: That episode did a hell of a job setting itself up for this Part 2 as <laughs> it, well.
0: It sure did. Traditional mm-hmm. cliffhanger as well. Mm-hmm. This isn't like Two-Face Part 2 where it's like, ah, six months later. No. Oh, no, this is it picks up right away. This
1: is way better than Cat in the Claw.
0: It sure is. Um,
1: is this the best of the two parters that we've covered so far? Oh yeah. Oh, mm. so
0: it's only up right now. It's only up against <sighs> Cat in the Claw one, two, and one, Two Face one. I
1: so hear hear me out. I think Two Face part one and two are probably better. I think Two Face part two. I think Feet of Clay. Well, Feet, it's
0: interesting because Feet of Clay Part 2 is the better episode. Better episode, in my yes. opinion.
1: And I think that Feet of Clay Part 1 and 2 are both better than Two-Face Part 2. And okay. I think that... Fair. But Actually, neither is as good as Two-Face Part 1? The, one, the way I, I would stack it, me personally, because I like Clayface as a big monster villain, uh, I would probably put Feet of Clay Part 1 ahead of Two-Face Part 1, and then I would do Two-Face Part 1, then I would do Feet of Clay Part 1, and then I would... I'm sorry, I did that wrong. Feet of Clay Part 2, <laughs> then Two-Face one Part 1... 1 yes, plus, plus 2 face part one 2 plus okay. 2 plus 1. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no. So even if you're right. <laughs> that yeah, would yes. still be 1 plus, one plus <laughs> 2 one plus 1. one. I, would do, I would do Feet of Clay Part 2, Two-Face Part 1, Feet of Clay Part 1... Uh, Two Face Part Two, and The Last Jedi, and Last. Then The Last Jedi, and then where's Rogue one? Rogue one? Rogue One, Rogue One, I think is third, and then
0: Back in the Habit. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. right.
1: Yeah, and then thirty three and a third, obviously. Right,
0: obviously, yeah. Yeah. obviously, yeah. Yeah. makes sense. Um, <laughs> so this was uh, if production order uh, number twenty one, obviously, it's our twenty first episode. It was broadcast sixth, so it followed Clayface One. This
1: bad boy got the push. <laughs> yes,
0: yeah, so they they liked it. They pushed it the whole way up. Um, so they they did know it was a good one. Yeah, of the two partners, I like Two-Face a little bit more, but I, I love this episode. I think it's just really, really good. Yeah, man.
2: The, um, this, is, this episode is kind of... The, the first episode was very good. We, we, we talked about it. But this episode really pays off the setup of... The first part you know what I mean oh, yeah this one we're just going in guns blazing like yes. there's no the, we've established everything now we're gonna go absolutely balls to the wall
1: the table is set folks yeah. yeah it is set
0: now Evan you had mentioned in our part one one of your favorite Batman villains if not your favorite is the scarecrow he is my favorite the master yes. of fear but I think he's kind of holds hands with Clayface does
2: oh, yeah he? he does for sure um you know Clayface sort of the man of a thousand faces and they both fall into the traditional sort of uh, old movie monster category yeah. that I think is really fun and exciting. And Clayface, especially in this episode, is just, aside from Man Bat, uh, th- this is really just a straight up monster as the villain. Right. And Man Bat is, you know, he's a monster, but this is really this is like a swamp thing type character. Or you said those magic
0: words. Yeah. When he (laughs) is doing the so this episode contains some of my favorite combat sequences in the series. I agree. Yeah. But the way he fights, yeah, we're gonna reference Spider-Man's Sandman, of course, in this because it's very similar, but also Kruger. Very
2: Kruger. Very, very Kruger with what he can I wrote down everything that he changes his hands into. We get a hammer at one point, which is just so utterly surreal. Right. He does the lobster claw hands yeah. at one point, which yep. is real nightmare imagery. Yeah, and he then has at one a point, point, just a spike—a spike that looks a lot like uh, Freddy Krueger's glove. He turns yeah, yeah. his hand into like that metal um, blade. Um, yeah, it's uh, that's true. It's very very Freddy Krueger,
1: and this is this is still when the nightmare movies are kind of they're probably petering out at this point they're but, dormant at this they're point dormant, but but, like, um, but
2: they're definitely you can definitely you could definitely see clayface being heavily influenced especially this in this episode this is before
1: or after new nightmare
2: this is before new nightmare okay. right before
1: okay. so uh folks who are listening please uh if you'd like to as an aside if you're a fan of horror movies please go check out um well I mean, any episode of How about this? Our other podcast, but Evan was the guest on uh, our Nightmare on Elm Street uh, episode of that, and it, that's terrific. So if Thank you want to if you want to pair those two together, just go to How about this as well. Absolutely. And gosh. if you never
2: want to listen to me talk about anything again, listen to the Leprechaun episode oh, because you'll hate
1: me. That after is that. a gem. <laughs> that was that gem. was brilliant. Um, <laughs>
0: All right, uh, I do want to mention this episode is also, so was part one, this episode is very queasy. Yeah. There's a long hospital sequence in this episode that is not appropriate
2: to a children's cartoon. No. um, And once again, there's some really, really gross stuff with Clayface in this. At one point, he tears off a piece of his cheek and uses it to shut up a goon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Good. For, to, he
0: does that to germs. To germs, yeah. and you know
2: that freaks germs the fuck out. Yeah,
1: it's like Mark Summers on Double Dare, man.
0: Yeah. So, um, listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna open us up to our first uh, little bit of IMDb trivia here, uh, which we're gonna talk about Tokyo Movie Shinsha. Oh, baby! Uh, one Thank of our favorite God. things to talk about on the show is the different animation studios that Bruce Tim used to get the show done. Uh, I have to imagine again, this is an enormous undertaking. I can't even really imagine being in these offices while they're trying to make this show because it's one thing to write it and to storyboard it and to figure out what the direction of the episode is going to be like. You then ship it out of your office to an animation studio overseas in, I think, all of these cases. These studios are in Japan. Yep. Right? Yep. And kind of hoping that they get it right. And they only get it right
2: like two of every three times. And that's so... It's so bizarre to me, and I don't know much about this, that part one of Feet of Clay was done by one studio. and part That was ACOM. Right. Right, Yeah, ACOM. Yeah, And part two is done by another. Tokyo <laughs> Movie Shinsha, a much better studio, do, yeah. Do, why do you think that is? Is that because they're hedging their bets? Like, well, if they get this one wrong, they might get this one right? So I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt and saying
0: that Bruce Timm sends certain episodes to certain studios yep. deliberately. And if you'll notice, Two-Face Part 2... Requires a lot more of animators, oh, yeah. right? These action sequences are you elaborate. Mean Feet of Clay Part Two. Why do I keep doing that? I'm sorry. That, I, yeah. yeah, it's easy. Uh, Feet of Clay Part Two requires a lot more of the animators. Clayface has to turn into more elaborate stuff. The fights have to look good, um, and they crush it. They do a great job with that. They, you they would really not do. send Feet of Clay Part Two to Acom.
1: No, right. uh, you. Thank goodness they had TMS on this episode because some of the stuff at the end of this episode is just. Oh my god! Uh, the the
2: ending sequence of this is yeah is a high point of the entire series. She's genius. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I'm going to actually read this directly from the trivia. According to Bruce Tim, Tokyo Movie Shinsha, the studio that animated this episode, ignored <laughs> the color instructions given to them and made their own color palette. Okay, the results were so successful though that Tim didn't mind. And as per Bruce Tim, he says, "I think when we shipped them Clayface, they said to themselves, oh, they think they know everything, but we'll show them how to do this show. We'll change Batman's colors.'" We'll do this special color key treatment on the villains when they're walking over the green chemical vat. We'll blow them away. And if that's their revenge, thank you for proving us wrong. I was so happy with this episode. Um, In particular, the sequence where Daggett and Germs are walking over the glowing green chemical vats. Uh, Those characters look like they're three-dimensional. I guess they're talking about the way the um, the shadows wrap around. That is a really cool standout sequence. Actually, it looks very anime.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it does. Well, that's what I, I keep saying this. When when we get TMS working on stuff, and and I've said this on uh, actually, I've said this recently on uh, I said it on the episode where we where we talked about Heart of Ice. We have to think this is 1992. Americans aren't familiar with anime yet. Anymore. Right.
0: There's not a lot here. Well, there
1: yeah. is some, like 80s anime but was But not on its way. mainstream TV. It was not on every single day. Dragon Ball Z hadn't happened in America yet. Sailor Moon hadn't happened yet. Pokemon hadn't happened yet. Final Fantasy VII hadn't happened right. yet. Right. The big
0: imports were not here
1: yet. Not there. People yeah. in America, they were at this point in time, they were taking video game box art and redrawing it because they thought the anime style box art would turn off uh American fans. So we were right. and this was still in an era where you know, this is 92, the 80s and the 70s. Buy American, don't buy a Japanese car. It's not going to work, right? When those cars from the 80s are still on the road, um, <laughs> right? Um, it was like, don't buy Toyota, buy Ford and buy Chevrolet. Right. But you can get a Toyota Corolla from 1990 and it probably still runs. Right. Or a Honda. Built a Ford.
0: Ford tough. That fucking Ford fell apart exactly. and Toyota's still running. And
1: this is, this is <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's classic too. It's like, I, I can only think that when they got the, the, I guess whatever notes they needed on the animation that TMS says, no 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 we can do this better. Mm. And honestly it yeah, it's it's an arrogance thing, but I'll give it to them because Batman looks very good in this episode. I love when Well, yeah. this is the first time that when you look at Batman's
0: black cape it's there's blue shadow blue. in it, and you're like, oh, cool. Well,
1: but that's Detective Batman, right? right. The blue... It's totally accurate. Yes. yes. It, I love... I First of all, I love light blue Batman with the gray. I love that version of Batman. 70s right. Silver Age Batman. The Silver Age Bat. Yeah, yeah, but like blue and blue and gray Batman's also... It's really... It's a great look, and the fact that it's like kind of a mix of both, but no, it is an anime vibe. It is an anime look, and I don't think Americans really knew what they were looking at that point in time yet.
2: For sure. Clayface looks fantastic. He looks fantastic.
0: Um, But yeah, just to continue uh, Bruce Timm's quote here, the characters as they're walking over those chemical vats. They look like they're rotoscoped. Mm -hmm. When Daggett slowly turns toward the camera, the shadows really wrap around his face. It's as if they're real. They did all those colors themselves. We couldn't even ask for those colors if we wanted to. They aren't even in our palette. They had to specially mix those colors. That's really, really cool.
1: Just incredible stuff. Um, it's a. It's a. I don't know if they're still around. I don't know if TMS is still around. Um, but what else did they work on? I mean, the big thing they. Well, first of all, uh, in terms of American stuff. <laughs> yeah. The the entire Disney catalog. Really? Oh, oh really? Um, the Ducktales. Uh, oh. Woo-hoo. Pretty much the yeah exactly. <laughs> um, like all those shows. I, I mean, Darkwing I, Duck. So check this out. This is we've, we've already talked about this in a little bit in our first episode, but I'm going hit, to hit you up with some other shows that these uh, that Tokyo Movie Shinshot animated. Um, obviously, the big one, Akira, the movie Akira, uh, which is one of the... Not important. No one not, likes nah, it. Yeah, 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 it looks okay. Yeah, it looks no, fine. Yeah. It's, like, it's funny, because when you go back and watch Akira and then you watch Batman, the animated series and the episodes they worked on, and you go, oh, yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm, you can really sure. see it. You can really see it, especially like the way you know, Tokyo looks and all the bike racing in, to the point where... Robin does the the Akira bike slide, right? Yeah, he does. And he does. and and that kind of started the trope because now that's in everything. There's actually a master cut of all the time. We just saw that in nope. nope. I was nope. just nope. about to bring it up. Well, Pete that's, did it. Well, that's yeah. because that would that's because um, Jordan Peele was supposed to make the Akira movie. That's right. He was talked about so that So he, for he a snuck while. it in there. So good on you, Jordan Peele. Don't make the Akira movie. It's no, no, bad, no. Leave it out of idea. idea. Bad idea. Um, they also did
0: put Scarlett little... Johansson in there. Yeah.
3: Oh
1: yeah, it'll yeah. be great. Ghosts in the Shell worked out so well. Yeah, so good. No controversy. None. No, not at all. Uh, They also did um, Little Nemo Adventures in Slumberland, which is another anime movie they did. That movie? (laughs) Oh, my God. Yep, yep, yep. I haven't thought
2: about that movie since I saw it when I was seven. Yep. Wow.
1: Yep. So um, other other, uh, American stuff that they worked on, uh, Inspector Gadget, the good Sonic the Hedgehog, the Real Ghostbusters, Rainbow Brite, DuckTales, Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, Chippendale, Rescue Rangers, Tiny Toon Adventures, I've Batman, Animaniacs.
0: Of, I haven't heard of any of
2: these. No. Yes. no. That's amazing. Yes. All um, really do, unknown stuff. I do have a question. It, uh, uh, is the show called The Good Sonic the Hedgehog? You know oh, The Good Sonic.
0: <laughs> the, the, the Saturday morning one. The Sonic. Okay, all right. He can really in right. okay. Sonic. You're right. He's got an
2: attitude. The
1: Good right. Sonic the Hedgehog. He's the Good the
2: Sonic guy. the Hedgehog. The
1: Hedgehog. I, shouldn't I shouldn't have questioned it. He is the fastest um, thing alive. They are now owned by Sega, by the way. They're Se- oh, wow. owned by Sega, so they probably just do stuff for Sega. But yeah, that's, that's what we're working with. We're working a masterful animation studio here. Hell yeah. Yeah, they got some credits. They're okay. no Ghibli. They're not Ghibli, but they're close. They got some credits.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. As Mike mentioned in part one, uh, this was such a successful episode for them, and they were so happy with this that they basically decided to not bring Clayface back yeah, for a long time. Them. They had basically said, this is as good as we can do for now. Let's wait until we have a good story to tell
2: and then um, I think that's I gotta speak on that I think that is a good choice on their part Um, because they really didn't dilute the character
3: do you know what I mean it preserves
0: his specialness it does
2: yeah it really really does unlike
0: Joker listen everyone loves Joker Joker's probably everyone's favorite more or less Uh, and the Hamill performance incredible he's incredibly overused yeah and as we've already we've already covered like four Joker episodes one of them is pretty good yeah but that's the point it's just like he gets so many in there. A lot of them are just duds. Yeah. But like when you're really special, when you're the Riddler, when you're Clayface, it's like you only have a couple episodes, and they're yeah.
1: all great. You know, it's 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 funny because in today's, if they were to make a show right now that wasn't this creatively robust, um, if Clayface was successful, it'd be like, oh, we gotta, we need a Clayface episode every five episodes. We
2: need cl- Clayface needs his own show. Yeah, He's gotta yeah. just Clayface and pals. Yeah, Let's son,
3: Clayface.
1: <laughs> right. You know, uh, it's it's bad, but it's very artistically responsible yeah. of them to be like, no, 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 no. Let's this, this, these episodes are special. Let's not let's not ruin this. That's why Mister Freeze doesn't show up a lot either. None yeah. of these guys do. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think the last thing
0: I wanted to talk about before we actually hop into the episode is just other, not other Clayfaces, but other portrayals of even the same Clayface because yeah. the other popular Clayface now. Is the clayface that's on
2: the Harley Quinn show, oh, Harley Atlantic, Quinn cartoon, which so, once again I haven't seen any of, so oh, you I really need love to it. I know, love it. I know, I know. I think it's, I might start watching it like tonight. Um, it's
0: very, and I mean this in a good way, very subversive.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Everything I've seen from it, like I've seen some clips with Bane that just had me like <laughs> rolling on the floor. Bane is the best thing on the show. Yeah, yeah. Bane is so. But
0: clayface good. Clayface is really good. So Clayface, they make very much he is an actor. Yes. Okay, al- they really a- lean into that aspect. They really, it's, it's, it's like a stage it's actor.
1: Alan Tudyk. That's Alan Tudyk is both Joker and and Clayface. And Clayface. Yeah, yes. And, uh, but I appreciate
0: yeah. the take because I think I think the Tudyk take is so light because this the Perlman take is so dark. It's very dark.
2: Can I talk about? Um, do you, I don't know if you guys remember this. The very short-lived, I believe it was on the WB uh, television show, Birds of Prey sure it was a live action show it was a live action show it was with Dina Meyer was playing Oracle I don't remember who was playing Huntress I think or... Mia Sara was Harley Quinn Mia Sarah was Dr. Harleen Quinzel yeah right, she right. was the main the villain. reformed Harley yeah, she was. Yeah. yeah but she wasn't really reformed she was a psychiatrist right, right. And, and Clayface is in it uh, he's in the second to last episode of the series. He's a creature. Uh, no, like they had no budget, so like they just have <laughs> him. He, you know, the, you don't see any shape shifting going on. It's just he's this person in one shot. He's somebody else. Oh, next. okay. So he's. Okay, but sure. you know who plays him in this? Um, I forget the actor's name, but he's the cop who Michael Madsen slices the ear oh, off really? of okay. in Reservoir Dogs. Oh my gosh, wow. I've seen him in that, and I've seen him in uh, Birds of Prey as wow. a face. <laughs> but I believe that's the, what a career. That's the only live action interpretation of. Clayface that I can think of. Okay, sure. I just thought that was interesting. I feel like he, I had to do I mean that up.
0: he would be difficult to do uh well but like man television has really changed that birds of prey show was out what 20 years ago yeah yeah. maybe more than that yeah tv now tv now they could do that oh yeah i mean now they're flying dragons every week on hbo they can do whatever they want
1: they could they could could get some clayface on there it would cost a million dollars an episode but you know they can make it happen
0: tv now is basically better than 90s film for special effects uh yeah for special effects yes yes
1: um I think I think the Mandalorian cost something like ten million dollars an episode.
0: The, well, That's Mandalorian crazy. is like uh, we do we could basically just do the Mandalorian show right now. Mandalorian is basically they just make ten movies. Yep, ten, 10 hour, long ten movies, half movies. hour movies. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, they use that they use that big screen. They use that Unreal Engine. Yeah, looks great. All oh, well, the actors like it because they're not interacting with a green screen. They're interacting right. with stuff they can actually see. So yeah. Anyway, we can we could talk about this for years. Sure. Um, uh, no, okay. Batman.
0: We'll get back to it. Um. Yeah. Well. Any other general topics before I just dive right in? We covered a lot of stuff in part one. Yeah. No. Yeah,
1: I think. I think we.
2: I think we're ready to dive right
1: in. Well, I like that this episode is, is it's a fight. Yeah. Okay. Big fight. It's let's, good. Let's do it, uh, folks. This episode
0: is so jam packed. There's no previously on. No, there is. There was one when I watched it.
2: Really, I didn't get one. I oh, watched no. it. I have the Blu-ray set. Oh yeah, I didn't get it that. It gave me a previously on the Blu-ray yeah. set. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. Listen, Credits happened. Did you hear that? Then previously on.
0: No, I had, I had theme song. Yep. The title card. Yep. The Title card is exactly the same, except now it says part two. Yep. Directed this time by Kevin Altieri, story by Marv Wolven and uh, Michael Reeves. Teleplay by Michael Reeves. No, previously on. Nope. You had a previously. Yeah, on.
2: it's on. It's on the Blu-ray
0: set.
1: Well, I mean, we're we're Fuck. just. We're, I've been
0: watching this on HBO Max. Yeah, we're a bunch
1: of heathens. Yeah. What a damn. bunch of losers. We could have been watching it on the cool box set, which I own, by the way. I
0: also own the cool box set. It came with the little Funko figures. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. it has all the
1: cards. It's yes. a great set. It's yeah. one of my Fuck. favorite
0: sets. Do you know I'm actually so bothered by this? I'm going to have to watch it just to watch just, the, previously just to see the Previously On. Previously On? Then his life can it. be complete. <laughs> well, all right. Listener. Don't,
2: don't you love a good Previously On? <laughs>
0: of I course. Like, you need, the it. Best, you right? need it. You need it. And I also
2: like to see what they focus on in the Previously On. Well, especially these days because you're like, okay, they're going to deal with that plot point, that plot point. Okay, got it.
1: I could have used that before I watched Game of Throne, Thrones Season 3. Uh, season 4. I turned on Game of Thrones Season 4 after, I guess, Season 3 was the Red Wedding, right? Yeah. Yes. So I turn on Game of Thrones Season 4, and I see characters on the TV. Everyone looks the same. I don't remember anyone's name. And I'm like, well, this show's done.
2: <laughs> yeah, that show would be incomprehensible without previously on segments.
3: Yep, yep. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: okay, well... Listener, if you watched it on HBO Max, you didn't have the fucking fancy Blu-ray box
2: set like Evan.
0: We um, own
1: the box set, dude. Uh, well, but we own it. Watching it on the box. Set. I know. I'm I don't don't watching it. It's hard to
2: put a disc in. I get it. I, I, I don't,
1: don't. I, I don't want to put it in my PlayStation. My PS4 doesn't even
0: remember what it's like to have a disc in it. <laughs>
1: yes, yeah, right. Wow, it's rough.
0: All right. Uh, again, unless you're watching on the fancy box set, we begin in black and white. We get a series of mug shots of Bruce Wayne, forward, side, back. Then we cut to the steps of the police station, still in black and white. And then the shot transitions, kind of bleeds out of back and white, goes to color. And Wayne emerges while reporters mob him with photos and questions. His lawyer is defending him, uh, holding them at bay. Alfred opens the door to Bruce's limo at the foot of the steps. And the car drives away before the reporters can get anything from him. Yeah. So.
1: This
2: is a pretty adorable sequence for Alfred and Bruce. Because <laughs> you know he cute. has prepared his bat suit yes, in the back in of the, the car. In the little suitcase, yeah. Yeah, and you know, mm-hmm. Bruce gets to change in the car and discuss his plans with Alfred. It's It's a cute little...
0: cute little dynamic
1: he's not doing the Bruce Wayne voice at all
0: not at all he's not Um, Bruce says imagine Lucius Fox thinking I would harm him and Alfred mentions that whoever impersonated Bruce did an uncanny job uh, but Bruce laments that he couldn't get the uh, the information out of Bell. I guess dangling the guy from a moving plane as it sped over the rot- water before you dumped him into a swimming pool on a skyscraper from 200 feet. I guess they couldn't get the information out well, of Bell. Perhaps yeah. he's
2: wondering why someone would interrogate a man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh,
0: Alfred drops Batman off on some nameless street. Uh, it's just and-
1: hilarious. This is Batman just getting out of the car. Thanks. Thanks for the ride, Pop. Thanks, Dad. Yeah, thank you. <laughs>
0: Uh, and he just he just runs off. He's going to go solve this mystery, I guess. Um, and then we're right back to the Matt Hagen story, of course, which is, as a kid, you're like ravenous. You're like, what happened to the Melted Man? Yes. Because this um, is our
2: first full shot of Clayface.
0: Correct. We actually, I I misremembered. I thought at the end of two, uh, sorry, I keep doing that. I thought at the end of Clayface part one, you get to see Clayface. You don't really. No. You see his face, some You of see it. a no. little bit of Clayface. <laughs> now you really see him. So we the exterior shot of the Imperial Pictures lot at night, and we pan over to Matt Hagen's trailer. Inside, uh, we hear Matt ordering Lupus, Teddy, to, to move all his stuff out by sunrise. And Lupus tries to encourage Matt, telling him he can make a comeback.
2: I laughed so hard, <laughs> I have to admit, when Teddy says to Matt... You can make a comeback. I wanted to be like Teddy, Teddy. but right, there is a there was mud. Before. There yes. is a mud monster with yellow eyes sitting at Matt's table. I think
1: comeback. Hold on a second, though. This is let's let's go back to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. This is is this is this Cliff Booth worrying about him having a career because he's like the stand-in. It probably is. Yeah, maybe he's maybe he's trying to egg him That's on. Very funny. Maybe yeah, he's, that trying is to, he's now
0: like, head ah, cannon.
2: It's
1: not so bad. It's I mean, like you can make it. You can make that it. That is
2: now head cannon. This is his version of a.
1: You're fucking Rick Dalton. You're <laughs>
2: yeah. fucking Matt Hagen. <laughs> is there a moment where Teddy's like, "Fuck,
0: now I gotta look like a mud monster." Too, <laughs> oh so yeah, yeah. He's
1: like, yeah. "Can you uh can you dump that stuff all down my throat?" Yeah.
0: So um, it's actually amidst this back and forth that we finally see the extent of the damage of the incident. Uh, meaning, we finally see Clayface. Yes. How do we describe Clayface? So it's not just that the face is disfigured, as we might have thought from the car. He's a misshapen mess, and he's huge. He's huge. He, he towers
2: over everybody, right? Uh, front and wide, uh, height and and width. I mean, and and he's got, you know. He's got what look like muscles, but they're not really muscles because any time you touch him, it's sort of is it's like he's the, he's a mud monster. Yeah. So what
0: creature is he supposed to be? Are we supposed to think of anything in particular here? I don't think so.
2: Um he he's other... a little swamp thing. A he's little swamp thing, he's a little... little. Do you remember those uh the mud monsters from that Goosebumps book You Can't Scare Me? Yeah. Do you remember that so, cover? Yeah. Do yes. I remember of the course. cover? Of course. He looks a lot like that. <laughs> yeah. Um and he's got um Well, I he's mean, got a slight creature from the Black Lagoon vibe, yeah, with a the yellowish that. eyes. Although,
1: you know, he kind of, to, for lack of a better term, too, his coloration—he's he, clay. Mm-hmm. It's very like that it's kind clay. of that kind of you know reddish orange kind of kind of vibe there, and uh, he looks like he's a man made out of clay. But like, yeah, it's very mm-hmm. monstrous. He's got those those, 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 eyes, those eyes, the yellow eyes, and the
2: teeth, and the teeth um, yeah. are really. But really, you're right. He does. He almost looks like. A nightmare version of a child playing with Plato,
1: yeah. Play. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cr- created this like one. a monster, uh, a it's, golem. It's the kind of. eyes. Yes, it's yes. the
0: eyes that are sad. Yes. Yes, yes, it's the eyes that you look and you're like, okay, you know, because they're not. It's not like he has like mean little red eyes or something no. like that. It's not like he's you know. They're big and very expressive and you do now start to feel bad for this guy. Yes. Of course. Um, how Especially could, because how could you not.
2: he's living in reality. Teddy's like, you can make a comeback. And he's like, absolutely not. Get everything out of here. Right. Uh, <laughs> um,
0: and yeah, Matt is rightly outraged by Teddy's suggestion that he can make this comeback. Um, and yeah, he's... Uh, by the end of this scene, Clayface is just sitting in front of his mirror with what is left of his head in his hands and just addressing what must be for him a hopeless situation. Um, we cut over to Daggett and
2: Germs. Touring Wait, through. one, one oh, thing I yeah, want no, to bring up. Ahead. Ahead. Is, I love in this, because this is the scene where he first transforms. Where yeah. he first realizes not that... Not yet. It's not? I thought no, it was. No, we
0: do a Daggett cut, and we're going to cut back to them in the trailer. Yeah, okay, nice never results. mind then. Insert. Never mind then. Yeah, we're going to be there in two seconds, though. So we're going to cut to Daggett and Germs. This is where they tore through the factory, and um, this is where we have that green chemical vat it's animation. So it's so so cool. Yeah. Um, that gets going on about taking over Wayne Enterprises. Uh, he needs Wayne's distribution network. So actually, you finally understand why he needs Wayne Enterprises. Because just Wayne has farther reach than he does. Um, they step out over the glowing chemical vats. I think as a Batman fan, you have to be reminded of Axis chemicals of or Ace oh, yeah. chemicals. I think that's intentional. And you have to now, in the animated series, also be reminded of Two-Face. Yep. A lot of vats. Right? Uh, so depending on the order you're watching these episodes in, you're like, okay two guys talking over these vats, something bad is going to happen, or they're talking about something bad happening. Yeah, uh, There's an association there. Um, we get those gnarly shadows that make the, the scene look kind of two-dimensional, but also very sickly. Um, and Daggett is talking about getting rid of Lucius Fox and orders germs to go to the hospital, and we get this sense that, of course, germs... Does not want to go I to the hospital. To There's go. a lot of sick people there.
2: I love that line where he's like, yeah. oh, "I have to, go to all those sick people," and Daggett um, just gives think him he a would look. Wear
0: gloves. Well, da- Daggett gives him this sort of monstrous, expre- monstrous expression, and then he relents. And then Daggett uh, kind of smiles here. Um, now we do cut to the scene in the trailer with the transformations. So yeah. This is. Did you want to lead this? Go ahead.
2: Yeah, it's just such a. The way they handle this is just so smart and so cool. Because poor Teddy is still on about. How it might be possible for him to make a comeback. And Matt is looking you at. You thought you were finished before. <laughs> right. This is when he reveals, like, you know, you made all your best movies after the accident. Um, right.
1: Well, after the first accident. After the first accident. <laughs> this is the there's right. actually, there's That's even. Had a lot of there is
2: even a brief
0: flashback. <laughs> That's right. Of Hagen in the hospital bandaged up. Yeah. With Daggett handing him the bottle of Renew yeah. yeah. The devil yeah. on his shoulder walking in. Right.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so
2: good. And Matt is walking past a whole bunch of the movie posters that are in his trailer. And as he's walking past them, he doesn't even know he's doing it. His face, just the head, so it looks very unsettling, starts turning into those characters that he played. Right. And Teddy is the one who notices it. Yep. Um, And it's just, I always, I just think it's so clever that he doesn't realize that he's doing it. But it's like this right, it's reflex- reflexive action. It's a reflexive yeah. action. And it's sort of a psychological action. Like he's thinking about playing that character. So he becomes that character yeah. in that moment. Right. Uh, it's really cool. Yeah. It's so H-
0: Hagen is going through that realization Teddy points out that it's happening and he remarks the formula must have soaked every cell in my body so um Mike alluded to this before yeah it's it's fundamentally changed his DNA yep
2: he's not human right now. and he can he can he learns the seconds later that he can't N- n- not only can he impersonate anybody, he can create clothes. Right. Yeah. He can create clothing. He can create objects.
0: Right. Well, And we're led to believe later on in the fights when he's making, like, hammers and things like that, it's like, oh, you can make your body into any material, basically. Yeah. There's a bit of
2: a T-1000 vibe here. Yeah. Too. There is.
0: Yeah. There is. Yeah. For sure. It's it's really cool. Which is contemporary, um, so that's good. Yeah. But, you know, Teddy gives him, like, a little hug or something, and it breaks his concentration, and he's unable to hold it. And then he... Uh, he communicates this to Teddy in anguish that it's like, it's like tensing
2: a muscle. Isn't that such uh, a good line? Yeah. It's such a good explanation of like how difficult it. I I don't need a lot of explanations for like superpowers or stuff, but that one is just perfect. Like yeah. I can't do it for
1: long. It right. takes too much strength. Right. It's like yeah. tensing a muscle. Or, or he has to like learn. Yeah. He has yeah. to build really, those muscles up. Uh, it's th- really good. This
0: is a heartbreaking moment. It's too hard. He can't do it. He throws a tantrum. Then he breaks down. He cries. Yep. Yeah. He cries. He says, uh, and this is amazing voice acting by Ron Perlman who is so actually good. sobbing. Uh, I'm not an actor anymore. I'm not even a man. Yeah. Right? Just sobbing on the floor of the trailer.
2: And I think this is your first real moment of sympathy and empathy for Matt Hagen. Yeah. Um, right. right? Because of as much of a tool as, and arrogant as he is in the first episode, you can't help but feel for the guy. Here. Right.
0: And here's where, um, you know, I know we keep comparing him to Sandman. I saw, Mike, you wrote that in the yep. notes as well. Here's where it's different from Sandman. When Sandman's doing nothing, he at least still looks like a person. Yeah, but right. he's got to
1: wear that stupid shirt. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, he's in a fucked up shirt. <laughs>
2: that can't. shirt went out they of style. Should, they should bring in Sandman to Matt Hagen and be like, "You don't have to wear that shirt." And he's like, "You know what? You're right. You're, I don't I'm
0: have good. it so bad." <laughs> I love that you know it's like yeah you're stuck in that shirt forever and it's like but the shirt immediately went out of stock yeah like the second it oh these stripes are still in no it's like he wakes up 20 years later a big wide stripes back in yet put me back in the can um all right we get an exterior shot of the hospital Teddy drives Clayface up to the front and Hagen's scheme is pretty straightforward it's uh not quite I want to be a bat forever but it's it's a revenge
2: scheme Yeah. I don't think he wants to do much more than kill Daggett at this point. Yeah, right? That's That's, it. Yeah. It's just revenge. It's revenge.
0: He's gonna impersonate one of Daggett's henchmen, anticipating that Daggett will want to finish off Fox. And if Daggett thinks Clayface is his henchman, he can walk right up to him and bam. And that that's the whole plan. Is really just to kill Daggett.
1: Which is, you Um, know, it's simple. And he does have a
0: jocularity about him like he like transforms into a doctor and he's kind of like <laughs> like he has a laugh he, yeah. he is
2: he's starting to enjoy himself and he is you know he is an entertainer he yeah, is a performer that's right and he, now he has an endless toolkit at his disposal I also thought Doesn't this he is make like up?
0: the moment in Darkman when Darkman starts to enjoy being Darkman this, this, as well
2: these episodes are so Darkman yes. it's crazy yeah Yes. Yeah.
0: Um, all right, we get the interior of Lucius Fox's hospital room. This poor fucking guy. Oh. <laughs> no Lucius is having a rough fucking Lucius, time, um, dude. Germs enters and this is a kid show, remember? Enters
1: and picks up a pillow, dude.
2: meaning to smother him. I that just, got me. I was like, I can't
1: believe I'm seeing this in a fucking kid show. I know. Right? I, I didn't like, remember that at all. It's it's like it's such a like a mob hit type thing to do, but I'm like, sure, he's gonna kill him with a pillow, like, sure. It's yeah. not the kind of thing you put on a
0: kid show now. No, no. now no. he would almost certainly. Have a laser gun or yeah, something. Mm-hmm, it would yeah. be something that is not that grim. No. Smothering someone to death with a pillow is something you could do in your home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You
1: know, yeah. I can't believe standards and practices let that go. Uh, I mean, I think there's a lot of back and forth on these, and I think that there are concessions made, and I think eventually they guys have to like, pick their battles yes. for sure. Yeah, and I think guys like Bruce Tim probably were able to wear them down enough to like listen he won't actually put the pillow on his face but let him pick it up right right you some know? kids might not even know what yes. what that means yeah. yeah like let's let can we do it through suggestion right because yeah. I bet the clay face scene where he gets all the renew you dumped on him in the previous episode I bet you in the original script of that it wasn't a shadow I bet you they For were sure. probably, probably like right. yes no no we're gonna show this and then uh, standard package like you can't do this, like, but what we can do is shadow. But probably Tim is
0: offering it, knowing he's going to do a shadow. Exactly. He wants to see how far. He can well, get. well, that's right,
1: what they're right. doing, right? What they probably do, like you're saying, across this whole series, is they're like, all right, swing for the home run, settle for the single. Right. And they right. know that they can get the single, if, but sometimes they get it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But if they went in and be like, well, we're going to show it in shadow, and it's going to be dumped in the face, center pack. No, I can't see it at all. But if it's like, we're going to just, we're going to drown this guy in, in face group. Like, ah.
2: Uh, and you know, it's more disturbing in shadow. Yes, it really is. Because it's, 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 it's your cause imagination. Now you're fucking well, imagining. are
0: thinking his eyes, yeah. and his nostrils—it's it's, worse. It's, yeah, it's the, much worse. It's
1: the, sh- it's the shark in Jaws. It's yep. the less is more. Yep. It's uh, genius comes from limitation. Right. It's,
2: so not, it's not the—it's not the creature under the bed that's scary. It's the idea. Mm-hmm, yep. mm-hmm. Right. And sometimes
0: you get a giant plant that looks like a vagina. Yep, that happens. And No one says anything. <laughs> Nobody <ain't> ever cares. <laughs> All right. So germs is gonna smother Lucius Fox. Thank goodness he's interrupted by a batarang. The, uh,
1: it's it sure can like though. It's a very ninja-like. It's a very yeah. ninja batarang. Yeah, it's, it's a ninja batarang. Thank you, TMS.
0: um Batman climbs through the open window... Just as Bruce Wayne did in the previous episode. Get a lock on this fucking window. Oh. Yeah, dude,
1: or put a cop in there.
0: You know?
2: <laughs> right? Jesus Christ. Seriously. Yeah. Um, well, this is a shady hospital, as <laughs> yes. we're about to just <laughs> yes. find yes. It out. Yes. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. Right. We're about to go to the specimen. Yeah. Right? Just yeah. Infectious yeah. diseases just hanging out. Just Yeah. Go
3: right. ahead, George.
0: So, <laughs> Yeah. So, germs. Uh, he attempts to escape out into the hallway. He knocks over some hospital staff at the nurses' station. He takes shelter in a lab, not realizing he's
2: entered this. I can't. I, does this room exist in a it's, hospital? I mean, it's the germ room, right? It does mean, not exist. It's a room filled with infectious he's, he's diseases. some kind of nightmare room. And viruses.
3: And know. bacteria.
2: Yeah. I don't know. Just like, All This would exist. It's germ's worst nightmare. This right. is like
0: infectious like, disease specimens, active disease cultures, and blood specimens. And I'm like, this well, is not kept in one fair, room. To no.
1: be fair, they would have a, a lab room, right? Or a lab room. Not like, like this. But not like. Not, not on some like, like wooden shelves. Is it Plum Island? Right, 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 yeah, right, right. Like, this is like. And they wouldn't have it down
2: the hall no. from Lucius Fox's
0: Unlocked.
1: room. <laughs> yes. Unlocked. It would be like in the. But this is Gotham City. So, also, A lot of fucked yeah, up shit yeah, going yeah, on in yeah, Gotham yeah. City. Yeah. All
0: right, so very similar to the interrogation of Bell, Germs is like terrified. Um, Batman just wants the name of the guy who impersonated Bruce Wayne. He's trying to get the same information. I'm like, why are these guys
1: protecting Matt Hagen so much? It's so much?
0: bizarre. Just give them the just name. Just say
2: Matt Hagen.
1: Nope.
0: Um, Germs eventually
1: does. He's going to punch that wall up. So
0: yeah, Batman punches the wall, rattling a vial of what he refers to as Crimson, crimson fever, fever, which is not a thing. Um, yeah. A police officer interrupts of the interrogation, or so we think, uh, telling Batman it's his collar. When Batman tries to stop him, he smashes the shocked Batman into the wall by extending his arm, flexing the clay underneath it. This is a very T2 moment. It's a very yes. Reed Richards moment as yeah, oh well. Very yeah, Reed Richards. Oh yeah. um, and now we see the officer has, of course, the yellow eyes of Clayface, and the cop, quote-unquote, turns That's to germs. That's really
2: effective of the reveal that is Clayface by the eyes turning first.
1: Yes. It's, I agree. Yeah. And also
0: because he's disguised as, as a cop, I couldn't get T2 out of my mind since yes. that guy spends yes. most of the movie as a cop. Um, yeah. So the cop turns to germs. This is where he rips off some of his cheek skin to create a gag. Jesus it's Christ. It's so fucking gross. It's so gross. And it's
2: so awesome.
1: It's fix-ass. It yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's great. Cronenberg
2: um, was watching that episode and just applauding. Just writing things <laughs> I down. Just taking <laughs> notes. I'm going to change the ending of
0: Naked Lunch now. <laughs> right. Um, there's a terrific shot of the shadow on the wall projected over Batman as the silhouette of the cop is the thing hoisting germs up and turns back into Clayface so this is the second time we've seen the shadow used like this the first time was in the first episode when he had the gunk yep. poured down yes. his throat yep. Yep. Um, so it's actually better than it seeing better. the cop just turn into Clayface we see the shadow doing it it's it's better um, Batman recovers escapes to the hallway and then to the stairwell we see Clayface and germs are actually heading up onto the roof now uh, so this is pretty classic in Batman it's, it's the Series you, go. you, yep. go, to the you to, go to the roof to have I like the Batman fight. on the roof man so this is where the episode gets really exciting oh boy this is probably the best combat sequence we've seen on the show I think so. so far. I think I, so. Yes,
1: I think this is the best the best fighting uh, on the show. I think this is the first villain that has challenged Batman physically in a way that is incredibly interesting and it's, very scary and very scary. And it's the most inventive. Yes, it's
2: very. I also just want to point out when um when Batman goes up onto the rooftop. Uh, there's that quick moment when Clayface sees him and his head morphs into, yeah. into Batman's head for a second. Yeah. Yeah. And Batman has this reaction of like, what in the heavens? <laughs> which is a great moment, but I almost wanted to. It made me think of my favorite moment from Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 3, Sandman, which we were talking about. Yeah, yeah. 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 Which I don't know if you remember. Peter Parker has that first fight with Sandman. Doesn't know him from a hole in the wall. Has yeah. that first fight with him. And then it just hard cuts to Peter Parker sitting on top of a building emptying his shoes of sand and he just goes where do these guys come from <laughs> just annoyed and tired and i do wish sometimes that batman would meet a new villain and just be like well all right it's this today right but
1: um, we we um, get that we, a little bit with man, man bat, bat. yeah so, you're right so in the you're first right. episode batman breaks into a lab and he sees a giant bat and he's just like all right okay, yeah there's, like,
0: there's basically no reaction and no reaction from alfred, alfred. Right. He right. Alfred bat. is Clive Revel in those first three episodes, and he's just like, oh, no, no, look who you brought home. Dinner for two,
2: sir. So that should be even more true of Clayface. He's already fought Man Bat. He's yeah, just like, well, exactly. oh, here's another oh, thing. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Um, Batman's so, over. So, yeah, listen, Clayface tries to throw germs off the roof. Batman saves him with a, a cabled Batarang. Um, and then Batman uh, you know, takes the air. He delivers a kick to Clayface's body. He gets stuck inside. Which is so Clayface. gross and so cool. Um.
2: Yeah. It's just. It's, it's such a good
1: design. It's so good. We eventually get
0: Batman like to the to the ledge, but this is after like Clayface has turned a hand into a hammer and then a metal claw. It, it looks awesome. It looks great. it's, it's, great. Also, it's very Krueger. It's very Sandman. What's also great
1: it's, too is that. Um. Is that. Like we said before with the clothes and stuff, he can change the color too. Like, yeah, like they don't all they don't look like they made like of, clay. Yeah, you know, he like has lobster, lobster claws, red yeah. lobster
2: claws. It was great at one point. I'd love the lobster And then there's claws. a great, and then the way the fight ends is Clayface is exhausted. Yeah. Um, just can't do it anymore. And uh, which the, Batman does see. Which you know. Batman's moment of realization of like yeah. all that shape shifting takes a lot out of you.
1: Yeah, we got hit with the liquid nitrogen
0: yeah so um yeah clayface is about to finish off batman with as you said giant lobster claws uh, but Hagen's just too exhausted to continue uh batman recognizes the weakness we get the sound of police sirens Uh, clayface makes a break for it he just jumps off the fucking roof uh batman sends out another cabled batarang which um it's a really cool image so for anyone who's ever worked with clay in an art class the way you get the block of clay is to take a piece of wire and to slip it through the clay to get your block of clay that's exactly what happens with Batman's cable, except the force is gravity and it just cuts clayface into blocks of clay. Yeah. And he falls to the street and then he just dissolves and it's really funny because he's like he's smiling as he's like yeah. slipping down the grate. He he's hit, like
2: he around and it's a big splat. <laughs> he's just splat he's just a puddle. And yeah. Then his smiling face as he crawls into the sewer. Right. <laughs> Slithers into the sewer, yes. right. I should say. Uh, it's uh, very it's, fun.
1: It's
0: great. Um, we really get... good body horror stuff. Still, it's you know. terrific. Yeah, and reflecting on that, yeah, it's it's such a really good, it's a good fight. Oh, yeah. It's a really good it's fight. It's a
3: great
1: fight.
0: Uh, we get the classic Summer Gleason transition, which is where she's sort of advertising something that will become the next scene, uh, advertising the latest episode of Gotham Insider, and her guest, Roland Daggett, promoting his new product that can perform miracles even plastic surgery can't. What? Renew uh, you. Renew you. <sighs> And uh, we, of course, realize the transition is it's usually Joker watching TV, so it's Clayface watching TV. I love it. Uh, bragging not even Batman could stop him, and Daggett won't have a prayer. Uh, Teddy, poor Teddy. Oh,
1: Teddy.
0: He's really mean to Teddy he in is. this scene. It's, uh, it's yeah. upsetting. Teddy's a good guy. Teddy's- Teddy has prepared dinner, suggesting he eat something and get some rest, but Matt's just explosive anger. Uh, he just It just rears its head. He tells Teddy he doesn't need him. He flings him into a fucking bookcase, And then Clayface just kind of storms out, which said to me, so one, I was upset. He was mean to Teddy, but also I was like, Oh, is this the kind of thing where it's just like, he's now in monster mode. And like, he's just losing his humanity. The longer he is. a monster? That was my take on it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: There's kind of always that. And yeah, I I think
1: it fits as well. Yeah, I think it works.
0: Um, Batman in the next scene is investigating Hagen's trailer. And he does find this time. He actually finds the canister of renew you with the Daggett logo. Um, Not that this is a knock on the episode, but it does frustrate me a little how far behind the audience Batman is, because every time we see him, he's like, he has to find out something we've known for a long time, which is a risk in a two-parter when you have a detective story like this. Because when you're doing it in a comic book, it's just, it's one panel, and it's like, okay, he found the canister, but... You're soaking up precious minutes here. You know, you almost kind of want to be like, yeah, he showed up at the end, and he found that all out. He's Batman. Yeah,
2: it's it's one of those things where, like we said in the previous episode, it's it's just so jam-packed that like they're all playing catch up with their own characters. Right. Um, and I actually think it it is kind of forgivable because this is one of the many episodes of the series where Batman is a supporting player. Yeah. The, right. the main character is Matt Hagen. Yeah. It's the Clayton right. story. Right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, actually, this might be a good time to stop off. I was gonna do this as part of closing thoughts, but I'll, I'll do this now. So Uh, Mike and I often talk about on the show that Batman is the mystery character and through all of the rogues gallery members we learn more about him in one way or another some aspect of his personality some part of his philosophy what do we get from Clayface you know we talked about Two-Face a similar episode one I keep confusing with this one where the concept of duality comes up and it's very hard for Batman to keep up the disguise of being Bruce Wayne because he's truly this other thing Mm -hmm. right and Two-Face is both at once, and Batman has to confront that and consider, you know, how this applies to his own life. What is Clayface then? Is Clayface one of these ones where he gets to be reflective about
2: this? I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think it. You know, you can tie it in with Clayface is a performer. Yeah, and Batman is also a performer as well.
1: Sure, because Batman does use disguises. He yeah, uses well. he uses the disguises. It, it could be an obsession thing. Yeah, where Batman is obsessed with this one goal that it, his one thing that he's obsessed with might also turn Bruce Wayne into a monster. Okay. Like Batman is always kind of... He's, you know, to, to take a to take a quote from uh, The Punisher from, I believe, season two of Daredevil, he goes, you're one... Does he say you're... You're is, one bad day away from being me. You're one bad day away from being me. And Batman's one bad day away from being an absolute monster. Okay, um, right. We saw what he did when he was kind of mad to uh, to Bell, right? I mean, that is not your everyday Batman. What Batman does to Bell in uh, Feet of Clay part one is Batman is on the on the verge of, of breaking. He's on the verge of becoming just he's becoming a monster and
2: you even see that in this a little bit yes. with what he does with germs because yes. that's fucked up as well yeah, that's, like, and it is so and I think he's so angry in those moments because yeah. he knows that someone has impersonated him and how dare they do yes. that yes. and then when he realizes it's it's Hagen yeah. this sort of sympathetic yeah. monster then that changes his tune a little bit Yeah, it's I, an interesting little arc
1: yeah it is it is an interesting arc and I think that, I think that makes the most sense for me um, yeah the performing aspect absolutely I think that's really part of it because Batman Batman Bruce Wayne's an act yeah right and
2: also Batman knowing that like he's straining himself too yes. much yes. that, okay. that, that that's Hagen is and that's like yeah. that, that's something that he could be doing very well like yeah. he sees it instantly yes. in that fight yeah that Hagen can't keep this up also, and he Batman has the balance when Hagen does not I
1: see, I see that fight. I see that Batman's sure. also I mean he's also a vengeance revenge-based character yeah right? Batman does what he's and doing so so is Hagen, and so, is Hagen. And so is Hagen so yeah
0: all right so yeah Batman now has the canister We get a quick cut to the Batcave where Alfred has found a collection of Matt Hagen's films on tape. Nice. And Batman is now certain that it was Hagen he was fighting. So we finally have kind of skipped all the interrogations and all that stuff, which is like, all right, I got it. It's this guy. He uses this stuff. We got it.
2: And also, I think Batman has basically figured out that Hagen is sort of a pawn for daggett but yep. daggett's the sure. real problem here
0: yep he's definitely on to it for sure um yeah he realizes that it's yeah exactly his condition is a result of daggett's experiments gone wrong and he recognizes that hagen's transformations are often unintentional a reflex action
1: yeah which is very cool
2: and this is when he
0: comes up with his clever little plan oh, mm-hmm. a bright boy and now we're we're winding up to the <laughs> end of the episode already um we get the exterior of galaxy broadcasting And the marquee reads the Gotham Insider. And then we have a studio audience. Um they applaud while Batman is entering the control room disguised as a janitor.
1: But he's still dressed as Batman. <laughs> he's still dressed as Batman. He's got the little hat over the Yeah, his. yeah, it's so good. It's you can see funny. all that.
2: And I did have a moment watching it. Where I was like, "Oh, is that Matt sneaking in?" And no, no, no. no it's, <laughs> oh, Batman. it's Batman. So no, it's Two
1: Batman. masters
0: of disguise. Right. Yeah. Yes. Matt Hagen's the man of a million faces and Batman is Batman dressed as a janitor
2: <laughs> with a <hat. laughs> no one no one will no one can tell.
0: Nah. Um so we get on set uh Daggett and Summer Gleason are talking about renew you. Uh, with an older model displaying how it works literally uh, a beautiful but old woman Uh, so referring to it as a facelift in a jar um, the audience is awed as you actually see the older woman kind of sculpt her features back into a back into youth. This is still so gross and it's creepy. So it's so gross,
1: disgusting. Yeah, she like it's like she's pulling at her face. Like, yeah, it's like it's like. Ugh. Ugh.
0: And while this is happening, Batman is placing several tapes into a few different units in the control room. Yeah, and Summer takes questions from the audience in a scene that has to has to remind any serious comic book reader of the scene from. Uh, uh, Watchmen. Watchmen. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent.
1: Why? I mean, that part in the book, in the comic, you know, where they're, yeah, no, it's perfect.
0: What I love too is uh, that scene in the comic. Alan Moore um, hated it. Didn't like the scene in the comic. No, movie? he
1: didn't like the scene in Batman. I, I just assumed.
0: <laughs> Alan Moore doesn't like anything. <laughs> no. Uh it's the exact same in the Snyder film. Yep. Like Snyder changed nothing. No. Yeah. Yeah. Like that scene is very good. It's yeah. great. Um. Yeah. So, uh, we have an older woman in the audience. Uh. Concerned about the harmful side effects of Renew You and the uh, addiction that forms as a result, and um and the pain that comes from using it,
2: and, and Daggett starts quivering almost instantly. Yeah, and he's like, no, it doesn't uh, 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 do that. He no,
0: fucking, he collapses like a flan in a cupboard. Yeah, he's, he's very he's good. Gone.
1: Very good. Does he get the face sweat? Is he that him? Gets a little face, a little sweat. face sweat. Oh yeah. man, TMS loves face sweat.
0: Um, the woman starts to approach the stage, and she's angry. uh and. <laughs> She just, like, knocks aside a security guard, and the guy goes flying. Yep. Um, so, obviously, yep, turns out it's Clayface. What? Um, why don't you show them what an uh, overdose can do, Daggett? Why don't you tell them about me? It's so good. <laughs> and then Clayface emerges, and the audience <laughs> runs for the exits, fucking terrified. As they should. Yep. Um, so safe to say, I don't think the product launch is going well.
1: Nah, no, no,
2: no, I I've, think Daggett's pretty much done. Nah, yeah, but he's not done because he's back in many other episodes. I, I don't think this is going to be an IPO anytime
0: soon. No, I no, think I think we're
1: good. Is, I, yeah. I don't think uh, I don't think that insider trading is going to help him. <laughs>
0: um, Clayface advances now on the sweating Daggett. Um, Daggett's men do try to defend him, but Clayface. <laughs> I'm just gonna. He gums up their hands and they flee. Basically, he throws globs of himself.
2: Onto their hands. Onto their hands. That which keep their hands. Useless trapped. balls. Yep. And they run away. Yep.
1: yep. I mean, very natural. Sure. Like you do. Yep. Um, very natural. You know,
2: another. Like, you know, talking about this, another reason that perhaps they never brought Clayface back is because he's so fucking powerful.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So Batman does have. We talk about this a bunch.
0: There's. Not that the Joker isn't powerful. In his own way, he's the most powerful, but like. Batman has a couple of villains that could fight Superman. Yes. Yeah. And Clayface, I think, would be one Clayface of them. Clayface is one. Poison Ivy. Poison Ivy. Uh, Killer Croc. Yeah. Um, Bane. These are guys that, like, are powerful just by DC Universe standards. Yeah. M- Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze. Solomon Grundy. Yeah, Grundy. Um, They're not, like, <laughs> these are good villains for a regular detective. <laughs> you right, know, like right, that's, right. N- n- no. no you know. A Batman-level villain like Batman by himself, that's your Riddler. That's your yep. ventriloquist. That's quest. your scarecrow. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, but when you get to fighting Clayface, it's like, oh, you need some help. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, because
1: Superman could just freeze him with his freeze breath.
0: Sure. Um, because that- Daggett tries to flee. Clayface drags him back with his just terrifying long claw. Um, Batman swings onto the scene, topples Clayface... And also prevents Daggett from leaving, so he's fighting both of them.
2: It's a great little moment of um, him just—it's sort of dismissive the way he gets Daggett. He just yeah. throws the uh, you know the rope after him; it latches Daggett, and he's just like, "Yeah, okay, I've got you." Now I got to go deal with Clayface. Right. Um, it's a fun, fun moment.
0: Yeah. Uh, again, Batman attempts to appeal to Hagen's humanity, but Hagen claims there's only Clayface now,
2: which is the traditional villain thing to say. Yep. But it's nope. still it's still a sad moment yeah
0: uh, Hagan's
2: dead yeah this is clayfish no. uh, and right. this is then when he turns into a boulder uh, yeah. so
0: first he turns his fist into mallets right then a swinging axe blade and then a giant spike. Right. So we get that series first And then of course Yes he becomes The Indiana Jones boulder It's terrific Yeah You gotta love it And uh, how effective is this Pretty effective The <laughs> smashes Through the studio wall It's mm-hmm. very
1: uh, It's very much I, I said in the notes It's uh, for my Zelda fans Out there It's a Goron move The Goron very are rock good. people yes, yes. Oh yes That roll around They roll into balls
0: um, <laughs> So Batman uh, Searches the hallways Of the studio He's going through The hole right uh, but, but the master of disguise Has crawled into the ventilation <laughs> Uh, and then this is so scary. Clayface pours out of the ventilation ducts, and he reforms, trapping Batman with a massive hand, uh, sticking him to the wall. Batman does manage to break free, pushing Clayface into the control room, like with his hand attached to him. Yes. So yes. like Clayface has no arms, and like the hand is attached. It's so gross. The, the hand
2: kind of gets reabsorbed into Clayface's body. Because so also gross. when they go when they throw each, into the room, Clayface's arms get knocked off. Yeah. Um, yeah and then he kind of just grows new arms because that's what he can do. Do you think right. Do you
1: think that, like, we don't see this because they, they literally couldn't animate it. Do you think that, like, Batman's suit is, like, just covered in Clayface goop? Definitely. Yeah, I right? So. I um, yeah, so. He has Clayface goop at the end. I know. So yeah. he definitely saved uh, save him. There are a
0: lot of darker Clayface stories in the comic books where, like, um, one way in which Clayface kills you is he just puts you inside of him Yep. Oof. and you just suffocate. Well, oh, thanks. Um, there's I also would... Clayface can break up into very small parts and, like, kill you that way, too. Right, like, man. I mean, it's... They're actually being a little kind. <laughs> they do have to episode. make a kin friendly version, I suppose. Right. Um, then we get, I think, the most inventive scene in the episode. This, this is, is typically how Clayface is taken out. Um, yep. It's great. Batman confronts Clayface with, you know, in the. There's dozens of monitors in the control room, and each one of them is broadcasting different ones of Hagen's roles, like different roles of Hagen. Um, because transforming is a reflex action, Clayface can't hold his shape and he begins to madly cycle through these various appearances and the transformations are terrifying because after a while he's going so fast they start to blend together
2: it's such a horrifying and oddly very very moving and sad sequence at the same Mm -hmm. time just you know for anybody who's ever been a performer which i think jordan you can speak to a little bit yeah yeah, you know seeing all these roles that you've played and all sort of a reflection of yourself. And he has that very... um, He has a great line at the very end, but he has a heartbreaking line to Batman where he's like, I can't be them all. Yeah. You know? And as he's struggling and transforming... And just the animation here is so crazy good. Yeah. Um, You know, he turns into a vampire at one point. You played that role. awesome. Yeah, you see
0: his movie monsters. Yeah, yeah, you Mm -hmm. see
2: everything that he ever played. And like Jordan said, they start dividing into each other. He's like... He becomes more human for a second than less of a clay man. And as the police come in everybody's just watching in absolute terror it's it's such a great sequence there's, there's yeah.
1: one shot where like his arm be, is like he's got like a boxer arm yeah. and then it becomes like an armored arm yep. and then it's like it's so good yeah it's so good
0: Um, eventually he can only respond to this with with rage but it's just because he's, he just can't take it anymore uh, he smashes the monitors and he electrocutes himself to death and he has um, a yeah. wonderful well, wonderful we're, yeah we're getting to that right now yeah absolutely it is wonderful Uh, The cops arrive on the scene uh, just as Hagen falls. For a brief moment, he looks just like Bruce Wayne. That moment is so important. Yes, that he turns into Bruce because that is the human moment that Batman and he shares. Yeah, you know, for a moment they're both Bruce. Yep. And then he, we get Hagen's actual face, the deformed face, like the post-accident face. And the line is, it's such a good line. You know, I. You know what I would have given for a death scene like this? It's chef's kiss. It um, is just perfect. <laughs> too bad I won't get to read the notices. Um, what what a line.
2: It's so good. It's amazing. It's heartbreaking. It's a perfect sum up of yep. everything that's happened and everything we know about Matt Hagen. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, the animation here incredible. Yeah, uh, out of mean, this world.
1: That's why you. That's why you, you. You pay the big bucks for this scene. You know, that's yeah. that's the that's the show. It's
2: one of the more impressive sequences on the entire
1: show. Yes, yeah, on right? the whole series. Yeah, and it's super memorable.
2: And it's super ambitious yep. too. The way they do it. Yep. It's really really great.
1: They swung for the fences. Man. Yeah, uh, this is one of the few
0: episodes I can remember. Two faces. One of them. Hard device is another. Where the episode is now over. And we have an epilogue. Yeah. A great we, epilogue. We never get this. Yeah. We have a very, I think, very moving epilogue. Um, so final scene, scene 16, as is typical. Uh, Lucius Fox appears on TV in front of the hospital. He's kind of doing the wrap-up. He's being interviewed by Gleason. Um, he's relieved it wasn't Bruce Wayne who attacked him. So we have Bruce Wayne here has been, you know, vindicated. Um, Gleason informs the audience that all charges against Wayne have been dropped, and Roland Daggett remains in custody. We cut to Batman doing an Egon Spangler, (laughs) (laughs) experimenting with a bit of Clayface's clay. It continues to change shape when confronted with electrical stimulus, but the electrical current doesn't have a negative effect. So Batman's thinking back and thinking, so Clayface was never electrocuted. That was fake. So Alfred and Bruce surmise that it may not have killed him. It was an actor giving his final and greatest performance. That's it. Yeah. Bruce, Bruce narrates through his final conjecture. And that perhaps Clayface's body was just a shell, and then we see it actually disintegrate in the morgue. It's a it's a false skin. And outside the hospital, Teddy Lupus, ever loyal Teddy Lupus, is saying goodbye, Matt. Uh, but an attractive woman with dark hair is behind him, and she begins to laugh as he turns to go. And as she laughs, we get a close up a close up of her eyes. They are the yellow eyes of Clayface, and we get this voiceover from Bruce. I wouldn't be surprised if the body they took to the morgue was only a shell. Don't forget, first and foremost, Hagen was an actor. He said it himself, Alfred. He called it a scene, maybe the greatest scene of his career. A death scene so real, it fooled us all.
1: Chilling. It's gold. And that's that is, the episode. You,
2: it's a real great sort of horror movie ending. With yeah. that final, like the villain is still out there, that evil maniacal laugh it's, um it's powerful stuff. It's really good. Yes. Not not the upbeat, uh, Not hopeful, upbeat. Uh, hopeful at all.
0: And I take from it, I kind of take from it the worst of it, that yes. I think Matt Hagen died. Yes, Matt yes. Hagen is gone. That right. was his death right. the show. Yes. Yeah. Clayface lives, yes. which is bad. Yes. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and I think Teddy's goodbye, Matt. That is genuine. Yeah, there is no more Matt Hagen. Yeah, it is it. just Clayface now. Yeah, it's
2: just Clayface now.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh folks, uh closing
2: thoughts on the episode. Evan just anything in closing. Uh I really, you know, I think it's one of the best episodes of the entire series. It made a really lasting impression. I think there's a lot going on in it, most of which we've talked about. Um I love Ron Perlman as Clayface. Yeah. I think we maybe haven't stated that enough of just how good he is. The Perlman
0: performance is really good.
2: Yeah. And the animation is incredible and it's um it's stunning and it's a clear-cut example, especially since the show this episode aired so early. Of why this show has such staying power, and I think made such a great impression on people who saw it when it first aired.
0: Yeah, uh, Mike, any closing thoughts? Yeah,
1: a lot of these episodes to me feel like they're short animated films. Yeah, definitely. And, and definitely this is one, this one. of them. Uh, Heart of Ice definitely has that going for it. This one absolutely feels that way. You know, this could have been a this could have been a two hour long movie, yeah. right? this whole thing could have been drawn out and all that. And they were able to accomplish so much in just, you know, 42 minutes. Not reuse. you listening? Just adapt this. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, so it's, it's, I think it's fantastic. It's, it's definitely, as Evan said, one of the best episodes of the series. Uh, and it's, it might creep up for me uh, into my top 10. I really love this episode. As we I,
2: talked about it, I I started to like it more. Yeah, it it's, it's it's sitting really well.
1: I've noticed that with the good episodes of this series, when we when we come back to talk about them more and more and we watch more episodes and yeah. talk about old ones again, we're like, yeah, no, that was really good. Um this one I like. I love a good monster fight. Uh, so and true. I think, you know, as someone as, as someone who likes Batman for many reasons, it's nice to have all of these kind of um, different aspects of what makes a good Batman story just all come together in one one show. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Absolutely. Um,
0: I would just like to mention, I, I like that the final encounter takes place in front of a studio audience on camera. Yeah. I think that's so important to yeah. his... To his story. To, to his, his story ethos. as a performer. Yep. You know, I also love that it shows the two sides of the camera, which is yeah the camera can be used to elevate someone like when they're performing like as an actor it can also be used to ruin your fucking life yeah like, like will roland daggett ever really recover from this right. You know what i mean not not really kind of exposes him for who he really is um i like that aspect of it a lot um evan i agree for anyone who's ever been a performer which all of us have been here at from time to time you you do feel for him. You feel for that part of yourself that kind of goes away forever when you're done playing the part. Right. You know, and for him, he gets to relive this all, but as like in hell.
2: Mm-hmm. And all in one continuous moment, which right. really has to be hellish, as you said.
0: Right. Um. Really, really good stuff. Um, and I think that's about it. I, I enjoy also just the positioning of Roland Daggett. I like that he's not only the Clayface villain, he's also the villain for Bruce Wayne. So I think the two men can... Kind of team up against him, and I think my favorite moment in both episodes is just that one second where, at the end, he turns into Bruce Wayne. Yeah, to yeah. before he dies. Yeah, it's yeah. that's a terrific moment. You know, because uh, in that moment, yeah, it's, it's not just about being relatable to him. It's like it's almost like he knows it's Bruce Wayne under the mask. Yeah, you know, which of course he doesn't, but. They're together in that moment. Yeah, you know they see each other, and that's really, really cool. Um, ranking in the series, yep, I'm with you, fellas. Uh, it's really sitting well. It's still number probably 14 for me, 13, 14. Uh, it is a little better than part one. I should probably switch it, but um, I, I love Vita Clay. I think it's it's incredible. Yeah, it's really um, good. That's... And I always will talk about it in league with the best the series
1: has to offer. It, it should it should be talked about uh, that way. I think it just makes my top 10. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not 100% sold, but I, re- I was so surprised at how much I liked this episode going back and watching it again to prepare for this. So uh, I loved it.
2: I wonder how well Mudslide holds up. Yeah. The, uh, the next Clayface episode, yeah. which is much later on. I, did, I, I don't remember that episode very well. No. Um, so I just wonder how that holds up.
0: Yeah. No, for sure. Um, yeah. You know, I don't remember Clayface much from the comics.
2: I have to say, like
0: I don't think I even own a Clayface comic. I had an. Well, I arc... own I own Sirius House, sure, which has like a Clayface segment in it, which is really dark. Well, but, there was um... a
2: Clayface segment Clayface segment in Nightfall, which was yeah. okay. of course also really fucking dark, right? Um, right and right. that was that was not Matt Hagen. It was um, it was a Clayface. He was married, and they had a kid, and the kid had Clayface powers. The whole thing was horrifying. They <laughs> they do that story quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, they like they lean into that the Clayface yeah. kid thing. Yeah. yeah.
0: All right. Uh, I think we're going to wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, so listen, uh, next time we actually, we're doing this special guest thing back to back. We liked having Evan on so much that I guess we're going to keep rolling on this.
1: Yeah, I guess so. I guess we'll do another special guest after this one.
0: Yeah, so next week we're doing uh, Joker's Favor. Joker's
1: Favor. First appearance of Harley Quinn.
0: First Harley Quinn. ever. And we will bring on a Harley Quinn true fan.
1: Yes, we'll bring on a Harley Quinn fan. Um, And also at the same point, not only, I think this is the, in terms of Batman the Animated Series, I think in the broadcast order, I think Joker's favor is both the first appearance of the Joker and Harley Quinn. This might in be broadcast. The, In broadcast yeah, order. Right. This might mm-hmm. be the first episode that airs and I don't remember that has both, that has Joker in it and also we get introduced to Harley Quinn who is probably the biggest success story. Out of the animated series,
3: it's really um, her and
2: Freeze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah her and Freeze. Yeah, yeah. it's even it's, it's even more so her. I mean, yeah. she has she has her own show. She's had her own movies. She's like, had a comic book for years yeah.
0: now, right? And you know what? To be correct, it's really her because Freeze was already a character. Yep. Freeze is already a character, yep. and
2: you know his. Uh, the he's only, a
1: rehabilitated character,
2: right? And the yeah. only live action movie he's had since then is um,
1: no. let's not talk about it. <laughs> yeah, we, we we did. Did you? Oh, we did. Yeah. Uh, oh, I yeah. guess you had to mention it in Heart of Ice, oh, right? You had we to mention did. it. We, did. we sure um, did.
2: That episode is an hour and a half. Um, okay. Hour 45. Looking forward to listening. Yeah.
0: Um, Evan, thank you so much for joining yes. us. Thank you so
2: much for having you, me. Dude. This was fantastic. I yeah. love, love coming on. We will on have time you years.
0: back, certainly, for Baby Doll, but I hope Please. before
2: then. Well, let's try to find something before then. Uh, yeah, so Ooh, yeah. I, maybe I can claim The Clock King. I love Ooh, that episode. That's a
0: good episode. That's coming up soon. It is. That's a good one, too. Uh, All right. Hey, folks, thank you for joining us. This was the Batman-tasticast. For Mike Staub and Evan Ellen. I'm Jordan Hugh. Thank you, and see you next time. Same bat time, same bat channel.
1: And thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Batman-tasticast. As always, you can find us out there on social media by searching out Batman-tasticast on pretty much every platform. You can also help the show out by leaving a like or review subscribing to the show sharing with your friends reaching out to jordan and i to you know ask questions if or present us with amazing factoids about this show that we will share on the show so once again thank you for listening and we'll catch you next time